just two regular dudes from a state far away. I wouldn't want to live in. They DJ and lift weights. They think they are so great, but no one cared about their opinions. So they start a podcast, I-O-L-T-O-S. I only like their old stuff. That's what they'd say, whether they hate or hype. They're almost never show it's uh episode 183 of i only like their old stuff the podcast where we answer the question what's the hype i'm jm and with me is groove we <laughs> <laughs> hear that why do i do that why does that make me laugh i don't know and it always like it always makes your microphone crap out groove's on a on a different microphone tonight um so if the audio quality's off it's his fault but if the audio quality's off, they're just going to know that they listened to the last episode where you talk about sleeping through every audio mix <laughs> class you ever had in college. So don't blame my, me. It's my fault you left your microphone. It's not uh, It's not my fault, you know, that like that one microphone that all our fans bought us 16 years ago <laughs> didn't make it with me tonight. I've got. If mine, it was really about that shitty microphone, that <laughs> I got it right here. Yeah, this you got a good it. Microphone. It's fine. You got change most of the years. You you're recording on a quill pen right now. I do. I got the I got the arm. I got the the arm. The microphone on the arm with the little pop filter on it. That's why I sound so good. You do sound good, but it's a lot more to do with your vocal cords than mine. Don't get it twisted. Just because you were blessed by the heavens above with a radio voice. I got that radio voice. You got, hey, buddy, you got that face for radio, too, though. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I used to be beautiful. Uh, I got them 1940s jokes. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Classic. Um for <laughs> first for radio <laughs> um 183 you ain't got a number for that shit or something like that? Oh, it wasn't one uh 183 uh the code in demolition man for a homicide 183 i don't know that's 187 isn't it but it was, oh, different. It was 187 yeah yeah 187 is the is the code for that what i've got one for 183 Okay. One of the last DJ gigs I played before the pandemic, some woman came yeah. up and demanded that I play some Blink 183. <laughs> and I said, Blink 183? She said, Yeah, you know, Blink 183. And I was like, I wanted to be I wanted to be like, You a time traveler? You're yeah, like, there you live in the future. Are How are you? Uh, I, miss you. <laughs> I was like, man, she's living in the future. She listened to Blink One Eight Three. Man, this is two episodes in a row. We talked about Blink One Eight Three. It is. It's fitting. That's why I had to. I had to pair it together. 
Where are you? <laughs> oh God! That's great. That song's great. Um, what's up? No, it's not. I told it is. Man, good. that ch- song is this good. cherry bubbly. This cherry bubbly tastes like cough syrup. <laughs> I think it's good. It's buble. Isn't lo- it? Cherry buble. <laughs> <laughs> you love cough syrup. <laughs> yeah, I drinking cough syrup all the time. Um. <laughs> Just been, been, what'd you call it? Do you call it robo tripping or tussie tripping? <laughs> I don't call it. I didn't know that was a thing. So that shows you what you I never, know. You never chug a bottle of robo tussie went for no. a ride, went for a vision quest? I have not ever done that. No. So. <clears throat> Man, drink a, drink a bottle of robo tussie and go sit in a tent with a fire on the inside. Get some sweat going. <laughs> I'm good. You can see, you can see a wolf. I'm telling you right now, you can go, you can go out there. You can see a wolf. I did that that one that, that time that at Jackie's mom's house when the kerosene got to me. That's what <laughs> that's what I saw. Um, I had a little update. I wanted to. I keep forgetting this on the show. It's a month away from. Well, actually, it's happy two two twenty twenty two. Today is two two. Two o two two. That's like important, I guess. It's the bigger thing is is Groundhog Day. Groundhog done saw a shadow. Uh, some some amount of weeks more of winter, I guess. Yeah. Well, two, two, we'll talk about two, two, that. Two, two. Um. <clears throat> no, I wanted to give an update from Christmas because I didn't tell any stories from Christmas because we we kind of we did our like year end show. And we didn't do a Christmas show. I, <laughs> I had one thing in particular. Uh, so. My parents this year, some of the presents they gave me were things that were uh, already mine. <laughs> so they they gave me things off the wall of my room in their house. Things that I paid money for myself. I bought them and they were just on the wall, you know, because like, my room has, still has stuff in it from when I was a kid. And they, they wrapped that up and gave it to me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, thanks, me. I guess I got myself something real good here. Take your shit thank home. You. Thank you. I guess, I guess that was the message. Was they could have just asked me to take the stuff? I was just like, all right, yeah. This is something that I yeah, I already gonna, own this. So. We went ahead and wrapped this up for you. Like it's like you know that this is mine already. Like. <laughs> I came to my garage what? and took stuff out of what it. What was that? Like a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 PlayStation game? Yeah, no, it was like a little Star Wars micro machine set that I had on the wall in there. It was, it's like Ooh. all in the little, it's not very, it's not like, it's just like three little vehicles in it or whatever. But wait, can you, can you talk like the micro machines guy? No, I can't. Can't talk that. Fast. I wonder how many. I wonder how many of our listeners remember the Micro Machines guy. He also somebody somebody tagged me and he did he did FedEx commercials back in the day too. It was like that was the thing. He made a he made an album. Do you not remember? Ski, yeah. Ba, 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 da, yeah, he ba, did. Ba, 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 da, ba. He did that. That was he was the Micro Machines guy. He's a fast talking dude. I'm gonna look him up. You keep I don't talking. He, I don't know if he did an album. Or did not. he? I, I think he probably did. I was just making a Scatman joke. Oh, it's the scat man. John Moshita Jr., he's best known for his rapid speech delivery. 
He spoke really fast, and he was in a lot of commercials in the 80s. He appeared in over 100 commercials as the Micro Sheen Man's and Micro Sheen's Man, and in 1981 in an ad for FedEx. Now, if you don't know this, if for those of you listening that don't remember the Micro Machines Man, imagine if Twista was selling Hot Wheels. Yeah, that's true. I'd like to see them collaborate together, him and Twista together. Uh, I'd like to see Twista and Hot Wheels collaborate. <laughs> If not hot rocket wheels, micro machines. He spoke faster because no, they were but, smaller. Oh, you, you want to see Twista go with hot? To get, okay, you want to see the rap yeah. battle between them with he Twista's on the yeah. hot wheels side. Yeah, he he, yeah. he hyped it up, man. He, by the end of the commercial, you were like, "I want these micro machines." Damn it! Oh, tell me about it. Now you I, really you did. did. You wanted the micro machines. They had the big yeah. sets. You know, the, the big set of them. They yeah, got like fifty of them probably cost them a dollar to make that shit and they sold it for like 40 bucks the big old pack didn't even cost a dollar it wasn't even real steel they're they're great they're delicious eat a couple micro machines (laughs) (laughs) i still remember that micro machine cereal (laughs) yeah they had a cereal for everything back then man they probably still do i just don't pay attention to cereal anymore yeah i don't know but yeah the fast talking i thought i had something else from christmas but i guess i don't Oh, oh, my parents got, so my brother gave, my brother gave my parents a digital picture frame that uh, you can email pictures to it and it'll put them on it. Please, please, if you love the fans, <laughs> if you love us, please tell us what that email address is. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'll have, you know, they, they'll be sending them Christmas. You should, they'll be sending you Kid Rock memes and stuff and. At least give me the email address. Let me yeah, send some pictures. I, I of should Jelly do that I, to his parents. I was like, my brother gave us the email address, and I was like, "You sure you want to give us this email address for this?" <laughs> he gave it to me. Gave it to my nephew, who you know, my nephew likes to likes a good joke. My nephew, they they just had a kid last year, and so he said, he sent a picture of the frame of a Christmas tree falling on their child. Like a, she has got this little Christmas tree, but there's a picture of her like falling, like in horror with the tree fall. She didn't get hurt or anything, but it was like in action. And they sent it, <laughs> he sent it to the picture frame. My mom is like, we don't know where that kit picture came from. <laughs> she really distraught. Like, Oh, she, we don't know where that picture came from. What's, what's going on in that picture? What's wrong with that tree? What that tree's falling on her. Um, so <laughs> he said he's gonna start sending, he's gonna start sending them pictures that make him think that the the frame has become self aware. Like, you know, like the frame is like, what's it like to feel? <laughs> picture frame. <laughs> I just want to keep sending that email, one picture over and over again. Like, of the, the, what? He should he should email like fifteen fr- pictures that are the same that are all of just a cracked screen. Yeah. <laughs> They think they broke the screen on it. That's that's yeah. brilliant too. He, this is great. He sent me a picture the other day of my mom. He was in the drive-through of the CVS, and he could see my mom in the CVS shopping. And he took a picture of her, and he said, "I'm gonna send this to the, to the picture frame. <laughs> they should be surveilled by the CIA or something." Oh man, we haven't done anything with it yet. But I was, I just thought about, I thought about just sending different versions of that picture that they didn't like, like upside down. Andy Warhol style, black and white. You know, just, somebody keeps sending this picture. I don't. We don't know where it where it is. Surely, surely it's just like a random cycle. 
Yeah. So you should thin. Yeah, it, it is. It yeah. does need to be like twenty of the same picture. So it just stays on it. Yeah, stays on yeah. it over and over and over again. How come it's that picture of Joey again? <laughs> send Joey money. What? Why? <laughs> send him a QR code to take him to your Venmo. <laughs> so I sent him, I sent him a ransom note on there. Uh, send him a rant, a rant, a rancid album cover on there. <laughs> yeah, they'll love that. <laughs> what is this? Outcome the wolves, baby. We don't. We. T- I'll come back over, and that picture frame will be inside that garbage can inside the other garbage can, which yeah, made we, it out to the porch now. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, I sent that. Did I update that on the show? You sent you sent that picture in the Instagram, in the Instagram group. group. Yeah. So update everybody. You know, I bought my parents that nice ass big garbage can that has the it's the Robo can and the the lid opens when you put your hand over it. And famously, they took a smaller cam garbage can and put it inside of it, which made me mad because they wanted to use the little garbage bags in it. So now I came home this time and that garbage can has been moved outside and it's being used to store junk in. So fuck that garbage can, right? And they got a little tiny garbage can again in the kitchen. A little tiny one. How dare they? How dare they store junk in a garbage can? Don't they know that garbage <laughs> can's real garbage? It's for garbage only. I mean, it looked like garbage <laughs> in there anyway, but it was just junk they had and they wanted to put out there. But yeah, I was just like, man, look at that! I just it just burned me up. I was looking at that thing, just scowling, just like they put that. That thing was like a hundred fifty bucks, a hundred dollar garbage can at least. Put it out here on the porch. I'm taking that with me. I should have taken it with me. Yeah. I'm gonna take a picture of that. I'm gonna send that picture to the to the frame. <laughs> send that to the picture frame. Hey, remember this? Remember what I bought y'all this and you put another garbage can inside of it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so they're still my parents are still my parents, you know, so that picture frame is did just I, begging. Did it's I tell a, you? Uh, hold on. No, I go think ahead. I, I think I, I think I texted this to you, or maybe I sent it to the Instagram group. Speaking of Christmas, I was, I'm, a, I was almost in bits. This was in New Year's actually. I went down. I, I saw my mom. Yeah. And it was a good trip. I, you know, hanging out, mom and stepdad, and yeah. And in the middle, of, smack dab in the middle of the visit. My mom goes on this story about one of her lifetime friends who's, I mean, it's, it was real tragedy. Yeah. It was real tragedy. She told one of the saddest stories I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. And it was truly, I mean, Joey, I mean, I'm not going to tell this story to honor the fact that like the story sad. happened, yeah. like I, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. meant yeah. for f- jokes. Yeah. And God, I about two thirds of the way in it. I heard you. I heard you talking about, and that eagle came from China, <laughs> and it took that baby away. And I swear, it took everything in my life not to start laughing right in the middle of it. And it was sad. It was sad. It was the saddest story I've ever heard. It's like one of those times where you just cannot laugh, and you're like, think of something funny then, and you're like, oh my god, I can't Joey, do this right now. <clears throat> this story occurred before I was born. <laughs> And it's just coming out now. Oh my She's god! She's telling me this story. Oh, you remember? You remember my friend so and so? Oh, do you remember hers? And then she went on the yeah. story, and I was like, I wasn't even alive. And then I was like, What? This is exactly as what? prophesized by the Oracle, Jeho. That's right. They got. They got. <laughs> a tr- they trade in misery. 
They're like, ah, you, you certainly want to hear this miserable story from before you were born. Why, why, why have you been holding on to it this long? What made you hold on I, to it I, this long? It, let me tell you, it was like a four-part story, too. The FBI was involved. It was a, there was a, there was a, uh, a, a quarry that was dragged oh, to find a body. God. I mean, uh, it's mom is Christmas. What? Why? Mom, why did she? This is the holidays. Don't talk why to me about you... dragging a why quarry you... for a body. Why do you think this is appropriate to talk about right now? Why? We were having a good time. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> The FBI dragged a quarry behind her house for a body. Oh, my God. Oh, and then you had to stop yourself from laughing. So it is Christmas. Yeah. 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 You can't laugh in that situation. God, I was dying. I was, like, I was in the store. Like, I was just, like, nodding along, like, completely oblivious. Yeah. To the fact that she was just setting up this big misery tone. Drop the hammer on you, yeah. Oh God! That's how they get you. They get you. They'll be. It'll be a nice story to start with. <laughs> oh, you know, so and so. You loved her as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember her. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about the worst thing that ever happened to her. How about that? Oh, okay. Well, that was that was a sorry line delivery right there. It kind of was. That new special? I did just watch that new special, so that's must be where that came from. I didn't even have it on my consuming, <laughs> but we'll put it. We'll put it on here. Um. Well, we're both from South Carolina, so yeah. you know, I'll take some credit. He learned it from me. So, well, um, let me tell you about the worst story ever happened to him. <laughs> that was very a season. Sorry, talk about laughing. I don't have ever told this story on the podcast or not, but laughing when you're not supposed to, like at the absolute, we cannot laugh right now. In high school, one of my best friends was in the Diary of Anne Frank, the play. Okay. And we all went to see it, okay? We all went to see it because we were supporting our friend, you know? And right at the end of, I think, Act 2, when they come to not, like... Well, let me back up. Somebody farted really loud, and it was the auditorium where all the seats were wooden, so it reverberated to the whole hall, all right? This was almost at the end of Act 2, okay? And it was the loudest fart I've ever heard in my life. And... I don't know if you've ever been in high school before. Yeah, I think you have. But that's that's the funniest thing to ever happen in the world, right? When you're in high school. It still is. Still is. But especially when you're in high school, you know? And, you know, my, my friends from high school love a fart joke, if you can believe that. They love it. So we're watching this, you know, poignant play. And somebody just, and it is a dead silent. Just and just rips the loudest fart I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like the leader of our friend group, you know, and I'm just sitting there like my head in my hands, like I'm holding it together. All right. But I'm like, these guys aren't going to, they're, they're not going to be able to do it. I got, I got to figure out what we're going to do. I got to go pull the fire alarm or something. Cause we can't laugh right now. And to their credit, they, they held it together. They were, they were turning blue from wanting to laugh. And I was just like, just a little bit more, guys. Hold it together. Don't laugh. Well, they held it together until the moment when this Gestapo busts in to take Anne Frank and her family away. And then them dudes just lost it. And it was one of those moments where it was not in a... Pre- I mean, we were not... I had, 
I have never in my life wanted to stand up in front of a group of people and be like, it's not what you think it is. We're not laughing about this. Somebody farted earlier. Did anybody hear that fart earlier? Come on. It was funny, right? Farts are funny. This isn't, I'm not laughing about, this isn't funny. Of course this isn't funny, but we were laughing about, no, we were laughing about something that happened earlier. We weren't laughing about this horrific thing here. We were laughing about something earlier. Everybody cool? Everybody, you know, you can stop staring now, all right? Let's get back to the play. Yeah. Everybody in the auditorium turned and looked at us. And I, I felt so guilty. I still have so much guilt over it. And I'm like, I just want to, I was like, you don't understand. We tried so hard to not laugh. Our friend Steve was furious at us. Furious that we laughed. That's like, you don't understand, man. Somebody farted. Yeah. Was was Steve the Nazi? No. Steve was like, he was like like old men or something. I forget what it was, but he was not. He came out in his like old man makeup, just like, what the fuck, guys? Why did you laugh at the big dramatic moment? The saddest moment of the play. Why'd you laugh? Well, somebody farted, man. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> you didn't tell us it was a comedy. Yeah. We didn't know there'd be sound I told you, you should have told people not to fart before the play started, all right? If you don't want me to laugh. I didn't know that guy was going to fart. Come on. Knowing damn well you'd have been the first one to laugh, but it's our fault, right? We're horrible people. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, fuck. Oh, I mean, I don't know if we should record the rest of the podcast. <laughs> it's just too much to follow that up. <laughs> uh, ain't nothing. I mean, really, you know, at the end of the day, we do this for us. And, like, I've I've had a great laugh. So Yeah, like, we're done. The we're, rest done of this here. Content. we're done here. Uh, what's your what's your uh, hype? Let's just keep going for, for posterity's sake. Dude, you didn't like X2? Really? <laughs> So good. OC Talk's back this week. OC Talk is back, I didn't realize X-Men 2 had been out by that point. I completely forgot X-Men was a movie series, so (laughs) that was cute. It's probably probably better. Brian Singer has not turned out to be the uh, most uh, (laughs) reputable person in the world. So Um, so I I, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine last week, two weeks ago, and... um, we had, we've known each other for like eight years, but we've not ever been that close or anything like that. Yeah. And, uh, and it was like, you know, when I first met him and got to know him, he wasn't that available. So it was like, you know, it was like mutual friends. Yeah. Right. So I, I got kind of like absorbed into a friend group and he was in that friend group. And it was a little bit of an intimidating friend group. These guys had all known each other for a while, and I was getting, was it osmosis? Was I just latching on? Am I a barnacle on the boat? I don't know, but he was busy. I didn't get to hang out with him too much. And then <coughs> time goes on, and and we reconnected about six months ago or so, and we, we've been hanging out a little bit here and there. And um, and I love this dude. Like he's a cool dude. He's great fun. Good to be around. Really good sounding board. That kind of stuff. And we were hanging out two weeks ago, and I don't know how it came up, but we were both convinced that the other person didn't really want to hang out. 
<laughs> in that moment you know, or in, in ge- like it, in general in that oh it, it, ever you thought yeah, that you're a burden like, on oh. each other yeah <clears throat> yeah exactly yeah. Both oh god this guy wants to hang out again yeah mm-hmm. this clown and so we yeah. had this like well you don't have to call me a clown you don't have to take the I mean, role play that I, well, far well all right i didn't know then touch the nerve <laughs> there apparently <laughs> yeah. So uh that's just uh, you know, you just confirm my own fears and how you feel <laughs> that's about That's what me. I'm here for. I got fucking record yeah. yeah. Um yes, I am. so so we had this uh and we were talking cars and I don't know, it was it was a real sweet moment, you know. Yeah. Like we both kind of reveled in like, oh, oh shit, you know, like oh that's cool. Like we're so we're friends then, huh? And then um and then <laughs> I saw him last week and he's like, yo, I got a gift for you. So immediately I'm nervous, you know, and, uh, man, he hits me speaking of hot wheels. He hits me with a hot wheels version of the car that I drive. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah he was like, yo, I've been on a awful. hot wheels kick lately. I saw your car and he's like, that's, that's the same model as everything, you know? And I was Damn. like, man, that's cool. That's the thought. He's the type of dude, you know, that's the type of dude that he is. It's like, you know, he punctuated that that conversation that we have with little token, you know, nothing out of the, you know, nothing crazy, nothing make me feel guilty. Like I didn't have, it's just like, cool. You know, it's a nice little gift. I mean, you appreciate that as much as anybody. So that's, that's one of your moves. Like give you a little thing. I thought about you here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a micro (laughs) machine, but you know, it was a hot wheel. (laughs) True. There's still time. He can still find one. That's cool. He's still, he, he, he can still find, find him. him. Yeah. <laughs> What's your hype? Uh, my hype. Uh, number one, I just ate this giant pork chop that was really delicious. Um, so that's hype. Are you? You got leftovers? You gonna make some pork chop sandwiches? No, I wish I could. Did I? I, I should. It, I, I described this to you as this looks like it should be tipping Fred Flintstone's car over. That's how big it was. Giant pork chop. No, I ate it all, so I didn't have any for pork chop sandwiches. Um, but it was really good. But I had a mishap when uh, this the, the pork chop was hype. It was not. It's not my only hype, but I had a mishap when I was. I got the barbecue sauce we have out of the fridge, and I shook it up, and lo and behold, someone had not put the cap all the way on the gar- barbecue sauce. So I just shook it all over the all over the kitchen, and I was like, "What kind of person would put the barbecue sauce back in the fridge?" Without putting the cap all the way on, I was like, "Oh yeah, my wife would do that, and probably me." So, um, who knows whose fault it is? Anyway, the pork chop and your fault. my other uh, my hype my my real hype is that I I finally beat Hades in Hades the the boss he's the end boss is Hades. I told you about that game last week. It's the rogue. Oh, I didn't realize it was a. I thought it was just video game. I didn't think it was like a Christian thing. <laughs> yeah, I beat the devil. Beat him! I, I'm saved. Um, no, it's it's a, it's a Greek thing. So I've converted to Greek, to Greek <laughs> Greek gods. Um, that reli- whatever that religion is, Grecian. Um, yeah. So I He's beat. Going to start eating a lot of falafel and baklava. And... <laughs> yeah, I'm in. The, I already do yeah. that. Uh, no, but I beat the 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 end boss of it. But it's one of those things where it's like the princess is in another castle. So you have to beat it like ten times to get the actual ending. So that was kind of a bummer. But like I didn't think I'd ever get to the point where I could beat this boss, and I did. So I was like, oh, I'm not the worst video game player in the world. Um, so that was my hype. 
Oh, the, the t- I mean, so that, that type of game, you get more and more powerful every time you die. You do, but I still am like, I'm so bad at this game, I'm never going to get good enough to like... Somehow that made it even more disheartening. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting more powerful, and I still am terrible at this game. Um, yeah, but I, I think I'll try to finish it. I like this. It's got a cool story for for that kind of game. But anyway, what? What if you beat him? What do you mean? You got more story? You have to beat him again. Like he keeps sending you back to the underworld, and you have to beat him again. Eventually you beat him and I think you get to meet the other gods or whatever, but like you have to beat him a certain amount of time. Every time you go through the thing, it tells you more story bits. So it's like building on it, but it's really frustrating because it's it's literally playing through the same game over and over and over and over again. But it's also addicting in that way because it's like, I got to do it one more time. I got to try it one more time. Mm-hmm. Give me a shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, what's your not the hype? Um, man, we got 20 inches of snow last week and like the snow day itself, I was, it was the first day in like two months that I just sat in my apartment the whole day and didn't do anything. And I was on the couch and I was at the end of the day, I I said like, this is going to go down as like one of those days that was like one of the greatest days of my life. Cause I just didn't do anything. And it's so rare for me. You know, yeah. I think we recorded. Yeah, we, we did. Recorded we did that record morning. that day. Yeah, that was when so, the snow was falling. So, is the snow still down yeah, on the ground and stuff? It's so here's the thing: you're fucking twenty inches of snow, dog. It's everywhere. Yeah, still. It hadn't I'm tired of it. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of it. Let's can, can we be done with this, please? <laughs> we, you know, we got the infrastructure. Yeah. Can we just you know <laughs> melt it, please? Uh, that's the problem up here. You know, it doesn't go away. It's not going. It was 40 degrees today. There's still there's still a foot and a half yeah. fucking snow everywhere. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You know? Wait a couple years, probably about five years or so, it ain't going to be a problem and we'll snow up there anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you're right about it's that. It's getting hotter. You're right about that. It's getting hotter. It's crazy how many red hats came out in the middle of that blizzard and said, look. Look. Global snow. warming's not real. <laughs> it's snowing. Yeah. That's a perfect thing. And segue. they still spinning. They spinning. Uh, that's a perfect segue for my not the hype. Uh, are you, are you, you good? Yeah. The, yeah. uh, <laughs> my not the hype is this fucking horrible kid rock song that got released this week. Holy shit. I just sent it to you. Did you actually listen to it at all? No, I didn't listen to it. What do you mean? I- you let's pull up the, the textual evidence here. Cause- <laughs> you said fuck you, but I thought you listened to it and then said fuck you. No, first off, it was about uh, at 4.45 this afternoon, I sent you a picture of a Toyota truck that is the Punisher edition. (laughs) And I said, it's what Frank Castle would have wanted. And then you re-raised me and and sent me the link to Kid Rock song, and I said, fuck you. (laughs) And you said, my life is ruined because of this, so I had to bring you down too. I, I, I had heard it was horrible, and I was like, yeah, I'm sure. And then that last thing he had with the video of him riding the, the birdie up into the sky, the, the finger, the hand. Remember that from a couple of months ago? This is yeah, I fucking... This I remember is, you sending me that and saying, this is not a joke. This is a real thing. Yeah, it's not made. a parody video. It's an actual video. This song is called, it, it's called We the People, and it is the, it's the fucking worst thing I've ever heard in my life. 
It is worse than somebody said. Is it worse than sub that sublime guitar solo? I said it makes it that sound like Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. It sounds like it was recorded on a fucking clock radio. Number one, and it is the fucking dumbest, most ignorant shit I've ever heard in my life. It, the uh, the entire song. I, I wish you to listen to it just so that this doesn't sound like I'm making this up. The entire song in the background of it is looped. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Which, obviously, you know what that is. Uh, which, to everybody else, if anybody hasn't heard that, I'm going to let you know what that is. That is the the stupidest fucking not joke ever in the fucking history of mankind. Let's go, Brandon, is the fucking dumbest not comedy fucking stupid ass I, I guess I'll just piss off all our Red Hat listeners here, right? There's so many of them probably, right? It is the most stupidest fucking thing on earth. Let's go, Brandon, which means what? What does it mean? Fuck Joe, it means fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. But they're all, it's like the funniest thing that conservative, the conservative community has ever found in the world. It's hilarious. Let's go, Brandon. Ha, 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 ha. Ha! What does it mean? Hey, what does it mean? Oh, I, uh, it means, it mean, well, I can't, it means something naughty. I can't tell you it means something naughty. I would tell you, but it's got, it's got curse words in it. But so we just say, let's go Brandon instead. That's the kind of the thing that doesn't really make sense to me is <laughs> traditionally speaking, those in that community are the ones calling somebody like me is a snowflake that yeah. can't handle something. Yeah. And, and like you, they're the ones creating a euphemism to, to say what they want to say. Yeah. Like, bro, if you're going to be that tough, just say, fuck Joe Biden. Here's the thing. I agree. Fuck Joe. Biden. I, I know. <laughs> I me too. This is not me defending that shit. It's like, just say it. I'll join you. We can say it together, but like to act like it's some fucking hilarious joke. And, and and you're right. Inja. It's an inside joke. Here's it's the thing. an inside joke. None of them mother none of them motherfuckers was in an inside joke before. They so they were. finally got yeah. an inside joke. And I have so many inside jokes going all the time, I can't keep up with them all. And they're like, finally, somebody let me in on the inside joke. Nobody else knows about it but us. They don't know. The snowflakes don't know that it means fuck Joe Biden. They think it means let's go, Brandon. Put it on Why a t shirt. What does that what does that mean? Why is that a joke? It's fucking, and you're right. These people, these people have spent six years telling us "fuck your feelings." No, come on out and say "fuck their feelings," but you can't say "fuck Joe Biden." What? what? I'm like, I'll say it, man. Fuck, so Joe "Fuck Joe Biden. Biden." Holy shit! But yeah, that song—that's how bad that song is. It's got that looped underneath it, and it is the most like. He spends the whole song talking about how shitty snowflakes are, and he's like, but we just all got to join together. You got to take my hand and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what? You just told me I'm a fucking piece of shit, but now I get to take your hand? I ain't taking your hand, Kid Rock. Fuck you. It is legitimately the worst fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. It is the worst song I've ever heard in my life, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating that. Like All his other shit I've made fun of lately... Like that stupid fucking thing with the birdie. This is fucking just insanity. It's crazy shit. Well, 
I can't wait to listen to it now. Well, there you go. It's called We the People, and it's on. Uh, it's his number. One, it's his, his most recent release on Spotify. I know you check that pretty regularly, but also while we're on the same kind of in the same genre, and I know this is going to sound funny, like hypocritical, because we just talked about him ourselves last week. I'm good on on cis white dudes' opinions on Joe Rogan. Either way, positive or negative, I don't need any more of them at all. Not one single. I would like to not hear a cis white dude's opinion on Joe Rogan at all ever again in my life. I don't need to hear it. And I know that I contributed to this discourse not but three days ago. But oh my fucking God. Every person I've ever met in my life has got a fucking think piece on Joe Rogan right now. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Fucking shut up. Jesus. Anyway, I told you I spent Somebody's my day reading. Me. So, somebody sent me a link to uh, a Wall Street Journal editorial about Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's and, and I was like, <laughs> I, I don't subscribe, you know, to, to the Wall. Yeah, so, to the WSJ. So said, yeah, you, the WSJ. You didn't have yeah. To send me, yeah, I said, what's the TLDR on that, buddy? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I just saw the headline, but I sent it to you. I was like. Send me shit behind a paywall that I don't want to read anyway. Fuck off. Oh my god. What a what a world we live in right now. God. Brandon? Let's go, Brandon. Ha! <laughs> That's what that makes me go. Ha! When I hear that. It makes me think of Michael Scott in the <laughs> hotel at the convention. I I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one someday. That's so true. That's a perfect summary of it. Oh my god. Um Yeah, what's your hype still out? And just say it. Just fucking say it. Just say fuck yeah. You can say fuck. I think you can say it on TV now. Just say it. Why are you holding it back? Why are you acting like you got some kind of like manners now? Why are you acting like that? Why are you acting like you give a shit if I'm offended by what you say or not? Why is that the thing that's like... Just four and a half years ago, you five, six years ago, you said grab him by the pussy. Yeah, and, now, and now you can't say fuck Joe Biden? That's a bridge too far. We don't talk, about, we don't talk about the president like that. Well, not directly. That was locker room talk. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just... My hype, you uh, want to know my hype still out? Yeah. I have it written down. Will J-Ho play Halo? Will J-Ho play Halo? I am, I am planning on it. I, I've, I got it on the download right now. And it takes my shit forever to download, but I want to play it. The guys that are on the, uh, you know, or the grotto are calling for me to return. Now that I know no, it's not a not. joke, now I know I'm not going to be made fun of for, like, suggesting we play Halo. I really thought y'all were just fucking around about that. I think you're actually playing. Yeah, yeah you get made fun of. It just ain't gonna be for playing. One play oh yeah, for sure. Well, I'll get made fun of till I make everybody miserable by just griefing everyone. So, um, it's know. pretty hard to grief people. Mm. Right? There's no team killing. Oh, all right, I'm out. I no, love that Matt came in at the uh, Matt, Matt came in the video game group text today. Said he loves how. You thought that we were going to make fun of you for wanting to play Halo, but in the meantime, we've been playing Peggle, which is a game for 10-year-olds. <laughs> we used to play Peggle all the time back in the day. We used you to remember? play Peggle all the time, man. So here's I, the thing. I here's what get... happened. They ruined Warzone. 
Yeah. And so we were just searching for something else. And in the meantime, I was like, hey, man, what about this Peggle game? I still got this on my Xbox. Let's play this. Wow. It doesn't have the same like saves and shit, does it? From back then? Dude, open it up and yeah. you'll be right back where you started. Oh, man. I used to get real like invested in trying to get a higher score than you on that game. There were some levels I had a higher score than you, and the, you, usually you beat me. But like there were times where I was, I would spend hours trying to get the higher score than you on that game on Peggle. I yeah, you know the savant at that game was Schmunky. <clears throat> oh yeah, Schmunky was. Yeah. yeah, when I went in to, re- I remember him, you know, being good at it. I went in looking at some of my scores, and every single time Schmunky was number one. Uh, but yeah, Matt had never played hey, uh had never played Peggle before. He downloaded Peggle, and we were talking. Hold on, you're t painting on me. What was what was Matt saying about Peggle? After he downloaded it, he was like, I, I guess this guy that made this game 15 years ago in Denmark is getting an extra royalty check this month. <laughs> that money probably stopped trickling in, and all of a sudden he get $27. He's like, there's some dudes playing it right now. That game was a big deal it's by PopCap. I think they they made a bunch of other like mobile games and stuff, too. So They're still around, I think. Mm-hmm. But They made a Peggle 2, and it, somehow it wasn't as good as Peggle 1. I don't know how you fuck it up. But. Oh, we we were playing Peggle 2. Were you? Peggle one's way better yeah, than Peggle two. Well, you would think I mean, it wouldn't be, we, but that was just the one yeah, that we had. Yeah, that you had. It. They, I think they're both. I saw them both on there on the Game Pass thing. That's funny. I like how he was like kind of yeah. slotted in there. Like, there's a game called Peggle. You probably never heard of it. <laughs> played it fucking 15 years ago. Obsessed. I would play it on my phone too. It's on my phone as well. Peggle was a big deal. It was like Wordle back then. <laughs> it was. Please, you don't want to hear about Joe Rogan. I don't, I don't want to fucking hear about Wordle. <laughs> we, we already did our our look. <laughs> and I did a, a, a live texting uh, think piece on on Wordle last night. So and fucking old Josh Gray sent me <laughs> yeah, them. Grizzles. Just so y'all know, Grizzle's resident science expert has been writing algorithm, predictive algorithms for coding on his computer to try to see if he can develop the best predictor for Wordle. Yeah. Put that Fucking. Th- that science to ruining a fun game. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Don't have fun with this. Don't have fun with this. Try You got to try to beat the game. Break the game. Break the game. That's the fun. Break the game. is. Man, as soon it. as that game's broke, it's over. Yeah, that's right. The fun is in, like trying to figure it out and trying to make your own strategy and stuff. But I mean, we can't all know. Here's the thing. I mean, maybe just call me Bruce Lee. Okay. I'm just saying the best strategy is no strategy. There you go. Snatch the pebble from my hand. Right. Here's the thing. I have fun every time I play it. Fucking 20 inches of snow. Yeah. This is interrupting this this thing. It froze. You know, it froze all the packets. Yeah, it did. <laughs> the I mean, that's what we can't all be astronauts or whatever Josh is. Was he a fucking <laughs> asteroid scientist or some shit? I don't know. So that's what that's what good that'll, that'll do you. He's a telescope scientist, right? Looks in telescopes all the time. 
It's out there spying on people and stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I just, I just look. If your goal really is to get it in two or three, like you're not having fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's the goal is to like. I just want to get it into six, and then if I get it in three, I'm like, oh yeah. And if I get it in two, yeah. one time I got it in two, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm just trying. I'm to in a group chat. I'm in. A, I'm in. A, I'm in a group chat, and there's an embargo. There's supposed to be an embargo on the Wordle. Until oh, lunchtime, and I woke up one day, and somebody said, oh, "Nobody said anything about demonstrative pronouns." Oh, and I immediately wanted to guess those, and yeah. I was like, "Well, no, I'll try to play with honor." And I guessed some random ass word, and then I just second guess. I was like, "Fuck it, it's those." Yeah, and it was those, and I it was a hollow <laughs> victory. I couldn't share. I, told, it. I shared I, it with you. you shared it with me, and I told you that it was a it was a hollow victory. It was a, yeah. <laughs> Tainted victory. I knew it was a hollow victory. Yeah. I knew it was tainted. You tried to tell tainted, me. You but... didn't tell me that when you sent it to me. You were like, "Oh, I did this on my own." You presented it as if you did it on <laughs> I didn't your own. Say you, that. Did. you didn't say I anything. Did not no, say you didn't that. say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I floated it out there like a weather balloon to see yeah. whether or not <laughs> to see if I would just accept it. Yeah. Shameful. Shameful. I knew. I knew something Look, was I up. Came, I knew something I was up. Clean. Yeah, I came clean, and I didn't share with anybody else. All right, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I would keep you honest. Um, so my hype still out is an experiment I'm doing. All right, I realized the other day that I follow a probably, and this is not an exaggeration. I probably follow like a hundred meme aggregators. I would call them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Things like fuck Jerry, stuff like that. That would be an aggregator, right? They take memes, post them on there. I and I got I realized that like it's ruined my whole Instagram experience. Like, not that I'm like super into Instagram, but I'm like every time I'm on there, I'm just bombarded with this fucking regurgitated meme shit. And I realized that like it's made me like not think anything's funny anymore. Cause I'm just hammered with it all the time. And all these pages share the same shit, and they share the same shit. Over and over and over, and the same joke and the same type of joke over and over and over again because they're trying to get engagement up and make money because it's a team of people, it's not one dude. It started out as like one person sharing some funny shit, and then it got to be, Oh, we're making millions of dollars on this, and we're influencers. So it's just like fucking all these, and they and they're also snarky and shit. It's always some snarky comment about it. they got to add, they got to punch the joke up. The joke they stole from somebody else, they got to punch it up with some shit. And I'm like, that's not, that doesn't make it funnier. It just makes you look like an asshole, you know? And so I couldn't really put my finger on why it was bothering me. And I was just like, man, the thing is, is like, I got so many people in my life that share memes and shit with me. I don't, I've already seen it. People have already sent me the meme before you post it on your bullshit service. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like bombarded with it by people that like, curate it for me specifically because they know that I'll think something's funny because we would think it's funny. But them saying all this other shit, so I'm just like, God, I just got fucking burnt out on it. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to unfollow all of these. And so I've been fun following them and there's so many of them and it, it, it prioritizes them in my algorithm so much that as soon as I delete them, more of the ones I've followed come to the top, the more obscure ones. And I'm just furiously unfollowing them and i was like there was a part of me that before that was like well i'm gonna miss out on some of these jokes i'm not gonna know the joke and i'm like no i will never miss out on them because i'm just constantly 
hammered with them. And I like memes. I think they're funny. You know, like I used to love, I used to be a thing. Like you, you, same way, you know, we would try to find the thing that nobody saw and send it to each other and this and that. And it's just become this, like, it's so ubiquitous that it's like just an overload. So I'm seeing my hype still out is seeing if like unfollowing all these make it like make me think that shit's funny again or something. I don't know. Well, I'm a little bit, there's no way for me to say what I'm about to say without sounding truly like the meta, like the physical expression of the title of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel about okay. this. Too, so. <clears throat> I did that a year ago. Oh, okay. You didn't tell me and you're probably too scared to. No, I didn't tell you. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing really. I was yeah. like, I, I, it was the same shit that you're talking about. I just, I was like, I don't need to follow any blue check mark meme accounts. Yeah, none. Shithead yeah. Steve. Yeah, all that. Uh, you know, all that grape juice boys. I was like, yeah. if it's funny, it's going to get sent to me. Yeah. Now, one thing I did do, though, is I started, I follow probably, <laughs> I, let's just call it 50 meme accounts. Here's the thing that's going to sound terrible. None of them have more than 2,500 followers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So these people are, if you think about like kind of the nucleus of meme accounts on Instagram, like the, the yoke is stuff like Frog Jerry or Shithead Steve, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the stuff that everybody's, that's everybody's in there. Millions of followers. And I'm out, I'm not even on the, in the white of the egg. I'm out there. I'm that little bacon bit on the other side of the pan. That's the shit that I now think is like, that's the stuff that's like still in it. I'm like, oh man, this is good because it's, it's either super surreal or just like incredibly just absurdist or something like that. So I still follow that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I just rely on all these all these kids who just keep sending me the same old fucking shit from those blue checkmark meme accounts. I mean, part of it, I think it was back when, you know when it was? It was during the election because yeah. uh, there was a bunch of those accounts that took money from Bloomberg. When Bloomberg, uh, yeah. he, he, when he was running for yeah. president, mm-hmm. he paid a bunch of yeah. meme accounts to make memes about him. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yourselves. Yeah, you know, go for you, fucking, stack your own Yeah, paper, but, but what a sellout move. Truly sellout. Like, not to be that. Yeah, make your money. But, you know, the thing that you, oh, we're so, like, funny and hip and we're just crafting a great experience for funny memes. And, like, motherfuckers, y'all stole all this shit anyway. So, and, like, yeah. I realize that, like, I'm on Twitter so I I see the jokes when they're made before y'all screenshot them and share them on your shit. I see them there most of the time, you know? And then, yeah, the egregiousness of like, I'm being, this thing is being marketed to me. Whereas before it felt like, oh, I think this is funny because like a lot of people don't know about this. It It is yeah. like a very like a hipstery, like I don't like their old stuff kind of shit. But back in the day, it was like, oh, I've, I'm going to take these to people that don't know that these things exist these accounts exist. And then they just got to the point where it was just like, they're just marketing this to me. And some of the shit is not funny. And you're just repeating the same stale ass shit over and over and over. I'm seeing jokes now from fucking four years ago that I'm like, that was already trending. Like, why is this here again? And it's just, I, and I, and it, I realize that this makes me sound like, well, I'm going to quit Facebook. Like, but that's not what I'm doing. Like, I like social media. I think it is a pile of garbage a lot of times, and I think that it probably 
hurts my mental health more than helps it overall, I guess. But I like joking and interacting with people and stuff like that. So I'm not like anti-social media. I'm just tired of this fucking... Everything's such a niche little funny, snarky joke. And I'm like, then nothing's funny, I guess, at that point, you know? Well, I'm going to start sending you some of these underground accounts. Do that. And these people are doing yeah. it for the love of the game, you know what I'm saying? There you go. And I'll follow them till they sell out too, I guess. I mean, I, fo- yeah. I would I would equate that to, I follow some like Magic the Gathering meme accounts, whereas like, ain't none of my friends want to see that shit, but I think it's funny because it's like stuff about the mm-hmm. game and stuff. So I'm, I'm not getting rid of those because they're not, you know, mainstream like, Vomiting, yeah, no, my 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 favorite meme accounts are uh, weightlifting meme accounts, yeah, health meme accounts, yeah, same kind of stuff. It's like more specifically to me. Whereas these other aggregator yeah. things were that kind of thing to me because it was special back then. It was like there weren't that many places to find this stuff, and now it's just like fucking everybody's an influencer. Yeah, you know? no, so I, you, like, I, I'm t- I'm here to tell you right now. I'm gonna weigh in on you. The hype is in on that. Get rid of that shit. You ain't yeah. gonna miss it. Yeah, I, I, that's that's. I don't know if I'm gonna be like. I don't think I'll feel any kind of lack for it. Hopefully, I'll have like a better experience and actually see some of my friends that are posting shit on Instagram instead of just this fucking shit. All Man, the time. I'm not sure you want to see them th- that shit either, though. Maybe I'll just delete Instagram then. I guess I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, do you need to see, you know, the photo shoot from the with the dog and the dog's birthday and Well, I did miss um, the dog's birthday last year, so I do like having a reminder of it. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, what you been consuming? Somebody turned me on to this new well, he's not necessarily a new musician, but somebody sent me a tiny desk. Uh the guy by the name of Jake Xerxes Fussel. Jake Xerxes Fussel. Yeah, I, 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 just initial reaction. I'm gonna have to tell you, nah, nope, not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. No, but uh, but let's hear you out. Let's hear what is it? Jake Xerxes Fussel. Speaking of meme accounts, that sounds like a fucking meme account. Yeah, you know, fuck Jerry. You know, Xerxes Russell. All the all the meme the meme accounts. You know. Yeah. Let's move on. No, no, tell me I about it. I want to hear it now. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I don't ever shit on your consuming, so I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Know, I, I apologize. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Okay. I'm not mad. <laughs> no, tell us what it's like. Tell us what it's like. It's just another white dude with a guitar. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> What are you consuming with? What do I think J-Ho needs to listen to? I don't think you need to listen to this. <laughs> you know, Jonathan Xerxes Fussell the third. You've heard of him before. Plays with Father John Misty all the time. He's like, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking as soon as you said, no, I don't need to on that. I was like, this motherfucker wears a scarf just like Father John Misty. <laughs> of course he does. He probably got like a, a wide-brimmed hat that he wears too, right? It's like, yeah. 
be honest with you, I only listened to a couple of the songs, but I was like, yeah, this guy's all right. And then today when I was prepping my notes, I was like, let me go into my recently played. What about, because, you know, to be honest with you, most of the time, I'm just listening to Goose, bro. I'm just in that Goose. I'm in the flock. Just, just, mm, honk, just honk, honk, honk. Yeah. Honk, honk. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> this has been a good episode oh. so far. Hey, for us. Yeah. What else you been consuming? Hey, man. How's your boy? What's his name? Taylor? Who? Oh. <laughs> Trey. Yeah, hey, I ain't heard yeah. from him. I ain't heard from him. I think that we. I think we turned him off. Uh, I think he's not into it anymore. So I didn't. Yeah, I actually take that number one fan back. He actually has no way to cu- communicate with me because I'm not friends with him on social media or anything. So I have to just run into him at the oh, magic he, store. So, yeah. Does he run a meme page? He probably, did. yeah, yeah, he probably does. You know. What have you been listening to? Uh, I haven't been listening to you much, but I have. I, pl- I played Hades. I said that. Uh, I've been watching the Righteous Gemstones still, and that's continuing to be good. It's actually got a really like interesting story to be like a stupid Danny McBride thing. It's actually got really, the the story's pretty dark and like, it's getting kind of like intense. So I still recommend that. Uh, I've wanted to tell you that I watched Ted Lasso over the holidays too. And we didn't talk about that. Um, famously last year, that's what you did on Christmas, right? Was binged the season one of Ted Lasso and I hadn't watched it and I've been saving it. And finally, one night, Jackie and I were like, well, let's watch this. Everybody's telling it's the greatest thing ever. And I watched episode one, and I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't think this is going to be, I think this is going to be one of the things that people told me was the greatest thing to ever happen on earth. And I don't know if I'm, it's a little too like twee. It's a little too like cute. It's too, a little too sweet. And then episode two really hooked. It, it got, I was like, all right. I think I might be on board. And then by three, I was like, all right, this is, I've, I'm, I'm good with it. It's like, it's honest. And it's like sweetness in a way that's not like, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's hard to describe. It's like honest and a sweetness in a way that's like not overly earnest, but super earnest so, at the same time. You know, could you, could you say that just like one of the football players, Ted Lasso won you over? Yes, I would say so. I mean, it, it it is like that, you know. Um, it that's how the show is, and Jason Sudeikis is so fantastic in that role. And 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 if I if you told me after season or episode one is Jason Sudeikis good in this role, I'm like, no, he's not. He's overacting and all this shit. But by the once you like realize that like, oh, they've created this character and this character's real in this world, and it works. And it's it's just it's really good, and it's. It's hard to deprogram your brain. I was I've thought about this a lot lately that like so my you you and I both like our kind of like adult experience with TV comes from like the Sopranos forward, right? Kind of. And it's we live in the age of the anti-hero. We live in the age of it's a villain but we're going to make a root for the villain. And it's going to be super dark and guess what? Everybody's a piece of shit in this show. Why are you all depressed? Hey, why is everybody depressed? Stop. You get to watch more Sopranos. Let's watch more of these shitty people, you know? And it's like the whole nature of storytelling has been different during our like adult life. Because it, 
like it was like that the shedding of like the eighties and nineties like too sitcommy, too funny, too sweet, and this and that. And so this something like Ted Lasso and, and Shit's Creek was like that for me too, to where it's like, wow, this is completely different than that. There's not really there's kind of some villains, but there's not really like this huge They've built up to some villains, but it's like not that's not the point of the show, is that there's some villain or everybody's fighting against the villain. And then, oh well, the heroes are are shitty too. It's not like that. It's like I don't know. It's really good. And I and I will I will admit to that it's very good. And and I think that Roy Kent might be one of my favorite characters of all time. Um he's my favorite in the show and like just his portrayal. I've been listening to his podcast that he does about movies, which is very good. The actor? Yeah, he's a writer on the show too. Do you know that? That's how he started on the show is as a writer. And he wrote, he was like, I've got this character, Roy Kent, I believe is what happened. Or he's, I've got this idea for a, a character. Can we do it? And they were like, yeah, you play him. And um, yeah, he has a podcast called uh, Films to be Buried with, where he talks to pretty famous actors and stuff. Like he had uh, Kevin Pollock on there last week or something. He talks about what movie, what movies would you want to be buried with if you died or whatever. It's like, what, what would we put in your tomb? You know, but anyway, back to Ted Lasso. It's very good. Um, I hope that they don't do 10 seasons of it. They said that they're probably going to only do like three or something. I hope that they maybe do three or four and then end it. It feels very much like a BBC show in a lot of ways, not just because it's about British football, but it's like, it feels like a, you know, it feels like an English show. Yeah, I um so I watched yeah, I watched the first season in like two days with my sister and then we saved season two for this Christmas. Oh, you watched it. We only yeah. we we only we only got to watch two episodes. Uh, yeah. So I'm in this weird limbo where like I don't know whether I'm still waiting on her or uh, not. So you haven't finished you know? it. Yeah. I haven't finished season two. Um maybe I got to the beginning of the third episode, but like it was just as good from yeah. what I watched of, as the first season. I was like, I was really happy to be back with those characters. Yeah, I like the characters. Yeah. I you like know, the story um, arcs of the characters. There's enough predictability where they're not trying to like, it's predictable enough to where it's like, okay, well you're not going to pull the rug out from under me, but there's also enough surprises to where it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I can go with this. You're taking this in an interesting way. So I think it's yeah. really well, well, well written show, really well done. So, I can remember the moment that where I said, okay, I'm in on this show where I realized or not realized, but I was like with Jason Sudeikis, his performance. Yeah. And that was, um, I think it was the second episode where the, um, the lady that owns the team, her assistant, yeah, the meek yeah, kind of yeah. dude. He, um, and, and Ted Lasso was in the office. He's like, Oh, I'm having, I'm having lunch with so-and-so later today. And he walks out of the office and the guy goes, Caesar, are you later? And Ted Lasso storms back in the office, like scares me. It's scary. Yeah. And he's got a scary face on him. And he, got, and he points right to Higgins and he's like, that was great. You know, like it was <laughs> yeah. just, I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I love this. I don't care who hates me. You know, it's yeah. good. It's good. Did, did you feel that way? Did it take you episode one? Were you kind of not sold on it though? 
Well, if I remember correctly, Jason Sudeikis got hired by ESPN to develop that character for some bumpers for commercials. Yeah, it's it's and that's why they credit NBC with it at some point. It's it was for maybe it was NBC. Yeah. It was like they, yeah, it NBC was like has credits in it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I mean, I was just like, I thought it was a little too saccharine, a little too sweet. Yeah. But then it got it got its it's got its hooks into me, and I was like. Yeah, I want to watch another episode. This is yeah. really easy to digest and light, and and I do think, yeah, I mean, why not have something bright in the midst of all the darkness that is contemporary television? Yeah, and well, in the world, I yeah, I had to look at myself and go, oh yeah, I'm a bitter piece of shit. That's why I'm having a hard time with this because I've like been told that this is not good. You know, it's like yeah. I don't know, but it, I, I think it's really well written and the characters are great. And like I said, I, I do think that Roy Kent is like up there with like Omar little with, for me is like great characters in the history of TV, you know? Um, uh, one of my favorite characters is Jake Xerxes Fussell. So <laughs> Jake Xerxes Fussell, the third. Um, well, I guess, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but I am going to go ahead and say it. If you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Welcome to the OC, bitch. R.I.P. Luke. Let's we, go, Brandon. We are, let's go, Brandon. We are back on the OC train. This is, I had forgotten. I thought that we were just starting season two. That's how long it's been since we, I was like, oh yeah, we get to start season two. I was like, oh no, we're like halfway through season two. So this is yeah. the OC season two, episode 10, The Accomplice. Uh, to give you a quick rundown of this episode, uh, the the main storyline, I guess, for this episode is, is it Lindsay is her name? The, yeah. Uh, Caleb's uh, daughter that he just, she just found out that Caleb was her, her father. It's about her trying to connect with Caleb and uh, Ryan trying to assist with that. We have another side story of Sandy, uh, his, his law professor, has come back, his mentor has come back and wants him to find the long lost love of his life, which is this guy's daughter and find her somewhere. And so that creates tension between him and Kirsten because she thinks he's still in love with her, which have we had this person mentioned before at all in the show? No, this is the most soap opera element of, of the season. Well, it's hard for me to say because we do have, uh, a new character who is the illegitimate daughter of one of the principals of the show. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah, this is no, we've never heard of Rebecca. And can Rebecca, I just go ahead and yeah. say, that's all they ever said. The whole episode, Rebecca, Rebecca, remember Rebecca, who Rebecca. we never talked about before. Maybe they have referenced her at some point. I don't know, but I don't remember them reference a Rebecca that was, she, she was Sandy's old flame. She apparently got in trouble for being an activist and ran to Canada and she is his mentor's daughter, you know. But even the characters are like, it's like Kirsten feels like she doesn't, like she's known about this person ever forever, but it feels like she doesn't know. Because she, she's like, because like uh, Sandy is like, my, my mentor's coming, and she's like, oh, that's great. And she's not like, oh, you mean the father of the love of your life? Like, it's just very stilted kind of storytelling. I did look at this episode and go, wow, this is a real soap opera episode. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of soap opera shit going on here. Um, this is, this is we, sudsy. We have another storyline of Marissa and what's her name? What's Olivia Wilde's name? 
Um, her name is uh, Alex. Alex. We have Marissa and Alex. They're like having them continue their flirtation. Oh my God. Yeah, Marissa might be bisexual. Um, I want to, can I go, I, I, I got to step on your recap just a little bit. Yeah, sure. Do it. When Marissa, Marissa gets the other heart necklace. Yeah. Out of Jody's apartment yeah and they get they get you know if you're listening to this you've already heard the, yeah, you've watched, watched the show yeah. whatever joey's giving the recap i just this is probably <laughs> i thought that you know the term when lesbians like go out on you know one or two dates and they decide to move in together it's called you hauling oh i didn't know that yeah okay yeah oh yeah okay. this is That's a term. This, this a term specific to the lesbian for, community yeah okay it's yeah it's for for gay women they move in together they they just they you know they rush into yeah. relationships and i just wrote in my notes marissa learns about lesbianism <laughs> by you holland alex gives her the heart <laughs> necklace <laughs> and she's so like, alex is like this one's for you yeah, she's stolen this. She, Marissa steals the necklace from Alex's ex, uh, who's also a woman, and then then this she gives it to her. And I'm like, as Marissa, I would be like, I don't want that. But then Marissa puts it on, and is like, how does it look? And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is just weird. Um, and, and it's not weird because it's two women interacting. It's just weird in the. You don't have to say that. Huh? You don't have to say. You don't have to say. You don't have to qualify. Everybody know. No, anybody watching that knows it's weird, and it's not because well, it's two women. I know, but I, I was getting to a point that it's like I think that the show is trying to be progressive here, and I think it probably was progressive for the time. But now it's not shocking to have same-sex relationships in a TV show, right? So it's like now it looks like what are you doing, like. Why am I making such a big deal about this? Like, it's okay for this to happen if that is what you want to do with the characters. You know, does that is that true? Is that what am I wrong why in? Why why are you hauling like that? <laughs> why are you hauling them? It's just it it's 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 weird, and it's not like I said. It's just because it's like a product of the time of like I do think it was trying to be progressive here, and it's kind of like very dramatic in this way. Like at some point. Seth is like, and her lesbian lover or whatever. And I'm like, oh, what? Why are you being like that? Yo, like, I don't know. Yo, this is, well, this came in the same episode where Summer said to her boyfriend and Seth, oh, you guys are cavalier and gay. Yeah. And I was like, yikes. That yikes. like milk. You know what I mean? And Seth goes, oh, that was funny. They... And I'm like, that, no, it wasn't. That wasn't funny. Like, <laughs> That was a gay joke that turned into a pun. Yeah. That was topically, you know, topical about Cavalier Clay. Like, that's, I mean, I think probably for that time, that was show was both progressive and regressive. And yeah. okay. There is a lot of like gay jokes in, in the show. We've pointed it out before. Like, there's a lot of you're gay jokes, which just wouldn't happen now. But then it was like, and it's in spite of all these other things that are very progressive about the characters and stuff, you know? But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it was a strange episode in a lot of ways, and it felt very disjointed. The whole Sandy trying to track this person down, and then, like, she's dead, and then, like, Kirsten, I realized this tonight. Man, they do Kirsten dirty in this show a lot. Because Kirsten's, like, a really strong character, and she saves their asses a lot of times. You know, everybody in the show. But then they keep putting her in this situation where, like, 
oh no, she's going to be really mad at Sandy because he had a love of his life before her. Like, that's not her character, you know? Yeah. Like, why are they making her like this shrew of a, like, oh, don't try to find your dead ex-lover. Like, Kirsten, I feel like the Kirsten they've made her out to be wouldn't care about that, you know? No, and of course not. They're, they're no, inventing things no, for her to be mad about. reasonable human being yeah. is going to be jealous yeah. over some ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, like, what are yeah. we talking about? Yeah, and she gets real it, mad, and then Sandy gets the call that she's dead, and Kirsten's just like, I'm so sorry that I acted that way. And I'm like, man, you're making this character, like, weak, and she don't need to be weak here. Like, she wouldn't get mad about that? Like, come on. Y'all well, are making drama it, between them. But I guess that's the point, is, like, they gotta have some kind of conflict, but... There's one more storyline, and that is uh, Seth, you know, and and whatever Johnny America's character's name is. Not Luke. They decided to do a comic book. Nice Luke. uh, Luke, yeah, and and uh, Seth is drawing a bunch of pictures of Summer, and Summer discovers them, and it's a very sweet moment between the two of them. Yeah. I think I've written down, the boobs are a little big. (laughs) She says that. And I don't know about the mask. I, I, can we rewind a little bit? My favorite shot yeah. in the whole OC is when Seth is like showing Ryan these pictures of Summer he's drawn. And Ryan's like, that's creepy that you drew all these pictures of her. And he's like, no, it's not creepy. And then Ryan gives him this look like. Mm. I took a screenshot. I just got a shot of it. I should, I should, I'll send it to you. Where he's just like. Mm. It's like. What Speaking about memes, it to me. I'll put that shit on my Instagram story. It's one, of, yeah. It's like it's like one of those memes where it's like this is how this is what uh uh what's his name fucking uh, I'm blanking now. Jim Halpert. Yeah, it's like a Jim Halpert meme or like I uh I was gonna say like you know the picture of like Jim uh, ben- Benjamin Franklin on the on the money and he's like got doing that face and it's like this is what my wallet looks like this is what the money in my wallet looks like when I buy dumb stuff and it's like. Ben Franklin's face going, mm. that's what Ryan looked like in that shot. Like, <laughs> just judging, just judging Seth. So, and Seth has got what, whoever, whatever cartoonist they got to draw these characters, they all look like they were drawn by one person and they are pretty good yeah. drawings of everybody. They've, Seth has decided to make a comic book featuring all his friends and, you know, and yeah, the, the whole summer thing. And we, but I will say, like, this this wasn't one of the best episodes of the show by far, but that moment when Summer brings the notebook back to Seth and they have that connection, yep. that once my brain went, oh, that's why I still watch the show, because there's there's well, that love there, there's that like these char- I love these characters and I love that they're reconnecting, you know. About three minutes before that moment happened, yeah. <clears throat> I wrote in my notes, this show sucks. I was like, why am I watching this again? And then, and then three minutes later, yep. Summer comes up to his room. And I, I then wrote, do these kids never have to talk to the parents when they go to each other's houses? Yeah, they just get to go to each like, other's rooms and stuff. Like, that's, uh, <laughs> the yeah. parents are negligent in this show. We, I think we've established that. That's what we love them, but they are negligent as shit. Um, well, yeah, but it's a, at the top of the show. I, I said, I said it's good to be back. I do feel like I missed out on on a lot, and yeah. I forgot about a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. 
I was back in it by midway through. Yeah. Um, Olivia, her character, Alex, those Sophie shorts that she was wearing at the beginning of the episode were brutal. Yeah. <laughs> like just they dated, like dated, like. Yeah. To, like... Dated and just like not. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like body shaming or anything. It just, they weren't the right fit not for flattering, her. flattering. Yeah. And, but they were, you know, she was obviously wearing them because they were of a time. Yeah. I thought about that too. I thought about the fashion in the show and some of it is so dated. And then I looked at Seth's outfit in the show and I was like, damn, he would be like, this is what this would fit in right now. Like somebody could wear this outfit he's got on right now. And it's like, it's, it's like it's ahead of its time, I guess. Cause he was a nerd then. And now it's like, he's got this sharp looking, you know, nice outfit on. So it's yeah. very interesting to look at the, the fashion of the show as a time capsule and, you know, and the show is a little ahead of its time in a lot of things like music and the way it uses music and scenes and things like that. So, but the, the, there is some, some crazy fashion in it. Um, Marissa has this like suit on at one point, a suit jacket on that has these fake buttons, like screen printed on. And it's like the same buttons on both sides. It's like buttons, like a Captain America button and stuff like that, you know, a smiley face button. But it's like, oh, it's screen printed on, not actually buttons. And it's weird. I don't know. Uh, Marissa was my least favorite character this entire episode. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, God. I, I was like, I remember, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm over Marissa, like, totally as a character. Like, I just, they don't give her anything interesting to do. And she's just drinking screwdrivers all day and just, like, I don't know. Getting back tattoos. And so, are we good with the wrap up and everything? I wanted to get into yeah, a, little, so. a little trivia. Uh, okay. The Marissa tattoo was real, and the producers of the show were really mad that she got it, and then they decided, oh, we can just write this into the show. What a snipe. What? Well, the way that she goes about getting it and how frivolous it is in the episode yeah, and how juvenile it is. They're mean to her. That's, yeah. They're That's like, mean. there was like vindictive in a way that like, oh, we'll just, we'll write it in as Marissa being an idiot. Um, yeah. So apparently that tattoo is real. Um, Lindsay has a Dennis Kucinich for president bumper sticker on the back of her car. Probably missed that. Um, <laughs> I got all these from IMDb. In the show's pattern of breaking the fourth wall inside jokes, uh, slash inside jokes, Seth mentions the film Summer Lovers. His fictional father played, uh, was his... Peter Gallagher was in that movie. So okay. Peter Gallagher, Sandy Cohen was in that movie. So it's referencing Summer Lovers is like when, of course, Seth's got to suggest the threesome or whatever. It's like that he refers to that film. Um, and then one other thing that's not really trivia, but is the thing that is in the, sh the thing in the show. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan being a guest star as a convict that Sandy has to go talk to you know, it's funny because he came, he came on, yeah, and I was like, "Is that is that Javier Bardem?" <laughs> he he's got kind of a Javier Bardem look to him, yeah. But it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan who played the comedian in uh, Watchmen and uh, was what's his name on The Walking Dead, Nate Nagin on The Walking mm -hmm. Dead, and um, he was in Weeds too. He's the deceased father in Weeds. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff, but yeah, he's just randomly in as a guest star. Gets to face off against Peter Gallagher's Sandy Cohen. Um, did you have any other like points to be make about the show, the episode, or 
Oh yeah, I got a couple yeah. more notes. Go ahead, and then we'll do a music wrap up at the end. So, uh, I love when uh, Luke said it made me think of the BBC Office. Continue to doodle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep up, keep up the doodling. Yeah, keep up the um, doodling. I really liked Ryan's line delivery uh, about uh, Sandy to Caleb when he said, and you would be too if it weren't for Sandy, when he was he was like, Ryan, isn't your dad in prison? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and you would be too if it wasn't for Sandy. So I guess we're both better off. just wrong. like snap, snap, out. Yeah, it was very yeah. – hey, he's – Ben McKenzie has gotten better over the show as being an actor. You can see him growing as an actor on the show. And it's these moments like this. It's like he had some nice moments, like where he had to like face off with Cal at the dinner table when they were like and 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 interacting with Lindsay. That was like, oh, he's he's he come a little way, long way since season one. So, you know, I watched this movie the other night, and he's really he'd really come a long way by then. Yeah, uh, it was called Gladiator, and it was he was just great. He's in Gladiator. Yeah, he's Gladiator. What? Shut up. He is in that Gotham show, which I never watched, but he's Gotham, yeah. yeah. Uh when was the last time you heard someone call information for a phone number? Oh yeah, I didn't know what she said in that moment, but I guess she said I called information for the number. It was Sandy. Was it Sandy? Sandy called information for the number of uh his, Oh yeah, his for the Mark. for the for the, the lawyer. There was another moment with some where a character made a statement I couldn't understand what they said, but yeah, I, I, that that shows it's like, oh yeah, wow, okay. Sandy opened his flip phone, asked for a guy's name who lives in Vancouver, major metropolitan city. Apparently, he's only one Mark Halpern in all of Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Denim, Mark Denim. Um, it was Mark Denim, Mark Denim, but it's D E N H A M Denham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Mark Denham, uh, Sandy sideburns when he gets the call from Mark to yeah. learn that Rebecca is dead are so sharp. I've never seen a sharper sideburn. They just like, it's like, it's like the frog that inflates its pouch to like show it's, it's like that tension level. His sideburns <laughs> just like, you know, they react, they react, they act. I thought it, yeah. you know, you want to talk about outfits. Sandy looked great the whole episode. His he hair was on good, point. Man. Yeah. He always looks good. His, uh, his shirt was, is never too tight or never too loose when it's tucked into his pants. It's always perfect. Yeah. They do. A, pulls a, a, that, what? Go ahead. He 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 pulls that tie up when he ties his tie. Oh yeah, it's perfect. It's a knot. fat fucking Windsor. It's a fat yeah. knot. Yeah. You can see it's so um, it's very interesting that like they did a really good job of making him and Seth like father and son. There's so yeah. much there. You don't feel as much with Kirsten that way. I don't think like, but him like you believe those characters are like related. Him and and, and Anna Brody. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Ryan keeps walking around stepping on rakes. He's still <laughs> trying to help. You know, he's just trying to help and causing problems. Yeah. My final note in all caps: Rebecca. In parentheses, do we care? Yeah. <laughs> Literally at the end of the episode, it all but goes dun dun dun, and then she walks in. Yeah. And then it goes ding 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 and it plays the credits. Um speaking of music, uh so here's the the songs from this episode. There was I I I 
can't connect which ones are in what scene, but Hands Up by The Walking Concert. I don't remember them. 10 a.m. Automatic by Western Springs. Um, wait, no, I've got that wrong. Hands Up, performed by Walking Concert. 10 a.m. Automatic, performed by The Black Keys. I recognize that song. Um, which this has got to be kind of early in The Black Keys being known, right? Yeah, this think. is back when they were making good music. Yeah, well, I never really liked them, but... Um, Maybe I would. Well, like they did make stuff. good music before Ford commercials. <laughs> yeah, that was the point where they sold out. Uh, Western Springs yeah. performed by Poster Children. Evil performed by Interpol. I think I recognize that song. Um, I never really got into Interpol, but Potions for Foxes uh, performed by Rilo Kiley. They're written by Jenny Lewis, so I think that uh, Jackie likes a lot. Uh, Warmth performed by Tiger Lou. Strange Man performed by Ringside. And then the song that I recognized the most was Pretty, uh, quotation marks, Ugly Before, written and performed by Elliot Smith. That was the song in that final, uh, the final, like, montage, um, which is, you know, one of the more well-known Elliot Smith songs, I think. But this would have been two years after he died that they used it in the show. So. Is, am I just dumb in thinking that Miss Misery is Elliot Smith's most famous song? No, no, that's his most famous song by far, for sure. That's the song that everybody knows, but um, this song is pretty ugly before it was one of the ones that are more well-known by him. It wouldn't be known by like the mainstream audiences, but people who are fans of his music would know that that song. Which I like Elliot Smith. Yeah, he's, he's you know, he's fine. Yeah, he had some, some good stuff, but... Um, yeah, so that's that. A lot of the music in this sounded like I. A lot of the music I heard in this was like, oh yeah, this sounds like OC music. <laughs> so I don't know if we're getting to a point where I'm like, okay, it's all sounds like, it all sounds like Spoon, <laughs> you know, or like, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, no, totally. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's very samey um, in a way, but it's very good stuff still. But it's like very, it's indie rock for sure, and you know. I was thinking uh, on one of the, uh, as one of the songs was, are you there? Yeah. Um, I didn't know if we froze. During one of the songs um, near the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm, I got to pay attention to the music. Joey always, and he's always got the songs. And I want to see if I recognize any of them. And I was like, this sounds familiar like a sound, but not like. Yeah, not what I... A real song. I don't recognize it. They, they used a lot... The reason I didn't point pick out specific scenes is because they were very subtle with the music in this one. There weren't a lot of like, oh, we're doing the montage and it's the main thing, theme of the... And they're, you yeah. know, it was just little snippets here and there um, underneath conversations. So, um, yeah. Well, it's good to know that we've done this recap for Ninja T. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Ninja T. Did it for you, my friend. Somebody else has got to still be watching. Um, I'm excited to. Get, I, I hope that this is like another like we're going up the hill and we're about to go down. You know, we're going up the hill yeah. on the roller coaster. We're about to go down and like get some. You know, get that rush of like a bunch of stuff happening. Yeah. Um, they're kind of setting some things we'll up, see. so we'll see. Um, we'll I, I'm not super interested in this Sandy Sandy's ex love coming back to town thing, but oh, you know, no. I'm like. <laughs> 
Well, I'm wondering, there's, you know, I'm, well, there's two things I think that happened in season two that I think we're coming up on. Okay. Well, I don't know what those things are, so don't spoil them, I guess. All right. Yeah, I won't spoil the show that you've already watched every episode. I have, but I don't remember a lot of it, so I'm trying to <laughs> actually invested in it. Enough time has passed that I've forgotten a lot of this stuff, so. Yeah. College quiz. You you done? We was, gave the people what they was, wanted. We left it all on the field tonight. It was a it was a lot. There was a lot there. You're welcome, everybody. Was, we were we were on. Yeah, fire. you're fucking um, welcome. Yeah, you're fucking, you're fucking welcome. welcome. Um, you can find us at our shitty website iolts.com. Uh, you can find us other places online. I don't know. You can email us. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. And you can find us on Spotify. And if anybody's still using that anymore, um, am I right? <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think we're on Apple Podcasts and all that good shit. So, If you want to try some new uh, barbecue sauce, get that batch here. It's just going to go. Oh, man, I forgot. You know, we're trying to. This is don't weird. fucking is don't give it to him. Don't, don't give it, it to him. Go listen to the last episode. Go listen to last week's batches. episode. Man, I forgot. I forgot it. Hold on, I gotta look it up. We gotta. I gotta give you the batch ants code. We're gonna lose that sponsorship. It's gonna be your fault. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna lose that your sponsorship. Fault. <laughs> yeah. You can save ten percent off of batch ants delicious Japanese barbecue sauce at batchants.com with code CX-DAM-10. That's it. We out. See you next time. Have a good night.